Like I said in the intro, this episode is going to be about an individual candidate. While I, I did cover last episode kind of the midterms as a whole, but before that, I did talk about John Fetterman. Both of those are fantastic lessons. Of course, you should check those out. Those are great, great episodes. Probably some of the more fun non-interview episodes I've ever done. Of course, interview episodes are a lot of fun, so are mailback episodes. But it was just it was fun to kind of give a larger look politically at what's what's at stake and what's happening in the election. So while it's important to know the party politics, what I believe and I think we need more of in America is that elections are about the person, not the party that's running. So what I mean by that is I know a bunch of times there are people that will vote Democrat up and down the ticket. There are people that will vote independent up and down the ticket. There are people that are going to vote Republican up and down the ticket. And there are going to be people that split their ballot. And I think that the people that split their ballot are they're doing the right thing. That does not mean that it's a bad idea to vote Democrat up and down the ballot, but you should not vote them just because they are Democrat. You should vote them because they have good policies. And I believe and many of the listeners believe that Democrats have the best policy by far. That being said, it matters who the person is. That matters a whole lot. So I'm going to be talking about Senator um, Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um, this guy, he's great. Um, just like seeing him talk, videos of him talking, who he is, he seems like a really genuine and nice guy. Same with Fetterman. Democrats are kicking butt with having people that you can like just chill out with. They, um, they're really getting good candidates to run. So this episode, it's going to be a bit of, we're not going to talk about his opponent until later in the episode, but this one is going to be definitely more who he is and what his life is like. So it's going to be like a little, what's it called? Story of his life, I guess. So who is he? So he, um, he grew up in public housing in Savannah and he was, he's one of 12 brothers and sisters, and they were raised in Georgia. So he's been in Georgia his entire life, and he he's um, right now currently the senator for Georgia. So kind of, I don't want to say the most important thing about him is, but kind of his weird claim to fame is that he, um, he was a, a senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. What is Ebenezer Bapt Baptist Church in Atlanta, you might ask? Well, guys, that is the former pulpit of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So while that alone shows some of his character, he clearly um, is more of a religious person. And he um, was the youngest pastor, whoever, who, youngest pastor selected to serve in that role at a historic church so i can definitely tell you something about his character while where you work doesn't necessarily make the whole difference in this guy's case it definitely does because he works in the senate and he also historic that being said it's really nice to see somebody just you know like make policy decisions go out and try to do their best so this guy he um like i said he was elected to the united states senate on january 5th Yes, January 5th. That sounds right to me. Um, so why is it you might be like, hey, Toby, why is it January 5th, not November 3rd? Well, remember that runoff election? Yes, the Georgia runoff elections. It was him and Ossoff, and he was one of the guys to win. He won. He he did a fabulous campaign, and he um he won with uh, – he was more popular than Ossoff during that time because Ossoff, Ossoff did win the next day. 
but it was a much closer count than with Warnock. So Warnock, um, his term is selected to end soon, right? Because this was a special election, so he needs to win re-election to get his full six years. Usually once you're elected to the House, you have six years before you have to go for a re-election. This guy, he really only had two. And what does that mean? It is a good and bad thing. The good thing is people are more likely to remember who you are, right? Like, I bet you can remember who ran two years ago or as opposed to who ran six years ago, right? Like, it, it does make a difference because America in people's minds in this modern age, they move so fast that it's really important to kind of go slow and really know what is happening and who is getting elected and all that stuff. That being said, the downside is he he hadn't been able to get as much done, right? Like, a one big upside for an uh, incumbent is that you can say, hey, look what I did. I did this. I did this. I did this. While they did have a very successful legislative session, they did not do everything they wanted to, right? And if he had a full six years, will the Democrats have been able to achieve more? Probably, yeah, because that's two more elections that can really impact it can just it, it can impact what policy and what decisions go through. So right now he's on some committees. He's on the Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry Committee. That's one. The Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee. That's another. Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee. That's another. And then the Special Committee on Aging and Joint Economic Committee. So what does that mean? It it seems like a lot of boring stuff, but he's he's. He's a great guy. That's what it's boiling down to. Like him as a person, he is definitely a man of character and he tries his best to make the best decision for all Americans, regardless of race, gender, sexual identity, where you live, what you do for a living, uh, all that stuff, right? He he's really um he believes that everyone decide everyone should have a fair shot. So that being said, now we are going to talk about the election itself. This one is a doozy. This is a wild, 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 wild race. So it's um, Warnock versus Herschel Walker. Okay, well, who's Herschel Walker? He's a former football running back who played in the NFL for 12 seasons. He was um, a college guy, but then again, everyone was kind of a college guy. But um. He played with the Cowboys. He played with the Vikings. Played with the Eagles. Played with the Giants. Played with the Cowboys again. He was okay. Um, I really don't want to say he wasn't great, but he was solid. He was definitely better in college. He peaked in college. But this is not a football podcast, even though that would be a great spinoff. This is a podcast about politics. So, what do we know about people who they, they who who run as outsiders? Well, Trump ran as an outsider. Um, and now Warnock, uh, uh, Herschel Walker is running as an outsider, right? He's a football player. What does he know about politics? Very, very little. So around two weeks ago, maybe three weeks when you're listening to this, um, it came out that Herschel Walker, who is the Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate, and he, I, I cannot make this clear enough, he supports a total abortion ban without any any exceptions, right? Like regardless on, of like the mother safety or the child safety, all these things. No, total abortion ban. Can't get it. Never. Nah, -uh. nah, nah, nah. So, okay. That's um, a very extreme position, but it's kind of become mainstream in the Republican party. Why does that matter? Here's where it gets interesting. In 20, no, in 2009, I almost said 2019. In 2009, he paid for his, 
then girlfriend who was pregnant to get an abortion. So he denied this, right? Because obviously politicians deny it, but there is more evidence that, like, there's overwhelming evidence that this, this is um, something that, that he did. So why does this matter? This matters because it's just, it's hypocrisy, right? Like if you're running against Warnock, who's a guy who, who he's like a very religious guy who, when you talk to him, it's clear that he cares running against a football player who lies and he's a hypocrite, right? So how did this, how does this impact kind of the political race? Well, once again, going to 538, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, I kind of give the spiel, spiel on 538. Essentially, they just get a bunch of averages. It's pretty solid. It's not the best because polls are definitely not the best. But before the controversy came out, it was about even, right? Um, there was no clear winner. While some polls did have one person ahead, some people had the others. Um, R plus one, R plus six, R plus two, R plus three, all that stuff. After it's been basically a consensus from these four four major polling firms, which say D plus two, D plus seven, D plus two, D plus three, that this helped out Warnock and it, it, it helped him out a, a lot. Three points is huge in these close races. These races are decided by less than a point. This is huge. Then again, what does this kind of mean for the race in general? Well, up until like mid-July, Warnock was losing. He was running from behind. And then there was like a switch. And that's when a lot of the polling happened. So as of now, he has a four-point lead, which it's not great, but it's definitely far from the worst. So why why does this matter? Well, uh, once again, according to 538, which is far from perfect because you can never be perfect. Um, it's a 60% chance that he's going to win. But why does why does this kind of why does this matter? Well, it matters because this is one of the three seats that's going to determine who has control of the Senate, right? And you guys can guess what next week's episode is going to be on. If I've done one of them, this is the second one. Who knows what the sec the last uh the week who knows what next week's episode is going to be? It's probably going to be about the Nevada race. So, what does this mean, and why do you care? Well, the reason you should care is because there's like this good guy. He like he's legitimately a good guy, and he's running for Senate, and he has a legitimate chance of winning. How do you help out? Well, the easiest way is to just go to his campaign. You know, go give him money because money does go a long way in politics. I understand that not everyone can give money to politics, and this is where I say the thing I've been saying for weeks: you gotta go to Vote Save America. You gotta adopt a state. You gotta get involved. You gotta, gotta, gotta. If you really like uh, this guy, you gotta do. Oh boy, South, probably South. Yeah, Georgia South. You gotta, you gotta sign up. You gotta, you gotta make a difference. Gotta make a change. You cannot sit on the sidelines. This election is far too important to sit on the sidelines. That being said, thank you guys so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day.